all ninjas, calling all ninjas. It's time for Lime Ninja Radio. Today on Lime Ninja Radio. In this episode, you will learn three things. How the new WANA app is helping people with Lyme disease, why setting up a support network is crucial to healing, and how sharing your experience can take years off of someone's suffering. Join us almost every Thursday on iTunes, Alexa, or your favorite podcast app for the latest episode of Lime Ninja Radio. Here at Lime Ninja Radio, we encourage you to fight Lyme like a ninja and think outside the tick. Lyme disease causes all kinds of secondary problems, and focusing just on killing bugs can lead to diminishing returns. So if you've ever had the thought that heavy metal toxicity might be blocking your recovery and making you sick, head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com and claim your free coupon for the Myers Detox course. Hello, I'm your host, McKay Rippey, and this is episode number 261 with the CEO of the social networking app, Wana. His name is Evan Golo. Also, welcome our show producer and the brains behind Lime Ninja Radio, Aurora. Hello, and a great big shout out to all you longtime Lime Ninjas. You are the reason we have more than half a million downloads. McKay and I really appreciate you tuning in. And we'd like to welcome all the new listeners out there. Welcome to Lime Ninja Radio. You are now officially a Lime Ninja. And as you all know, Lyme disease is an international problem. Each week we have listeners join in from all over the world. And this week's top 10 cities are... Coming in at number 10, Birmingham. Birmingham. I want to say it. I want to say Birmingham, but that's U.S. Birmingham, U.K., Denver, Colorado. Tuckhannock, Pennsylvania. Welcome back, Tuckhannock. Number seven, Costa Mesa, California. Number six, Ashland, Oregon. Number five, Santiago, Chile. Number four, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Number three, San Jose, California. Number two, Palatine, Illinois. And number one, Paris, France. We have to find out what's going on in Paris. They've been crushing the numbers they have for the past well, there's six also weeks been the they've also had like a serious outreach going on with yeah. lyme disease and things like that so oh, i think we've been discovered we sure have <laughs> thank you merci do you want to be a guest on lime ninja radio head on over to lime ninja and fill out the guest suggestion form like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, then share this episode on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever your favorite social media platform is. And if you really like what we're doing, do us a favor and scroll to the bottom of your podcast app and give us five stars and write a review. Our goal is to get two new reviews each month. And last time I checked, we were stuck at one. And the month's almost over. It's like <laughs> tomorrow's it. So go ahead, write us a review. Please. And I know you've you, been dying to. It's like on your to-do list. Everybody, oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Everybody wakes up this morning. You know what I'm going to do today? Write a review for Lime Ninja Radio. <laughs> It'll make your month. It'll make my month. And if you really, really like what we're doing and want to help us keep on keeping on, consider sponsoring Lime Ninja Radio for as little as $1 a month. Just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com and click on the sponsor link. Okay, Aurora, tell us a little bit more about the WANA app and Evan Golub. WANA is a social media app that was created with the desire to help chronically ill people come together, find report. Rapport. Rapport. That's a big word. (laughs) It's a college word. You went to college, right? Sure. Can't do it today, but oh well. Uh, And share info on treatments and managing symptoms. Evan was inspired to create Wana after helping a friend get a Lyme diagnosis and realized that he had helped speed her through four years of being sick and looking for an answer simply by sharing his own Lyme symptoms. You know, during this interview, Evan uses the phrase, the phrase, send the elevator back down. Like, and I thought that was such a beautiful way of describing, you know, so much so many of you have learned so much in your Lyme journey, even if you're not 
100% better, even if you're not mostly better, you have so much experience, so much knowledge, you've done all the research. It's like send the elevator back down, help some newbies get started. And this WANA app is a great way to do it. It's curated. It's a little, what I want to say, safer than a Facebook group, uh, has more information. It's really looks like uh, it's going to be a cool way for people with chronic diseases, not only Lyme, but other things, really get some help and some camaraderie. Uh, I'm really excited that Evan has put the time and the effort into creating such a, an amazing app. And I'm going to be spending more time on it. I've started. I've got my account there. And it's it's just awesome. I really love what he's done. So do yourself a favor. Check it out. Download it. Play around with it for a little while. you got nothing to lose. You can always delete the app if you hate it, but I don't think you will. I think you'll find it a really, really cool thing. And here is our interview with Evan Golub about the new WANA app. Evan, hello. Welcome to Lime Ninja Radio. Thanks for having me. I am super excited to speak with you. As you reminded me, we met a few years ago at the conference in Maine, the Lyme conference in Maine that the Midcoast, I always get their name wrong, Midcoast Maine Lyme Association puts on. They do a great job. It's a free conference for all of you who don't have it. They just announced the speakers, actually. I'm going to sh- pause a second, do a quick plug for the conference coming up. Uh, there, Horowitz coming up there, a couple other people, uh, some big names. So it's free. If you're in the area, even if you have to travel a little bit, head on up, put it in your calendar. It's going to be in May. It's an awesome conference, great people. And we bumped into each other. You had a booth there and you were repping an app that you were putting together. And we got into this amazing discussion about why you created this app. And it sounded so cool. It was like, it's like Facebook on steroids and curated at the same time. It's almost, it's just what the doctor ordered. So can you explain what this app WANA is? Sure. Um, yeah, it's called WANA, which stands for We Are Not Alone. And it is um, a place to go to for information, community, and guidance for all things chronic illness. Um, and it started with my personal battle uh, with Lyme disease and mold toxicity and a few other conditions. But this is now a place for um, thousands of people to come who are facing all sorts of what we call invisible conditions. So Lyme, fibromyalgia, endometriosis, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, um, really conditions that aren't fully understood by Western medicine and people feel alone. You know, they typically don't look sick and so they um, aren't fully understood by their practitioners, their family or their friends. Um, And so they are typically looking for, um, you know, people who understand what they're going through. And so WANA is a safe place um, to share stories, ask questions, um, share information, and also discover um, treatment options and all sorts of other things we have uploaded. You can find top books, podcasts, and YouTube videos across every single diagnosis and treatment we have uploaded. Um, we have some of your podcasts as well on there. And um, so, yeah, that's so, sorry if I digressed a little bit. No, not at all. And why an app? Why create your own landscape, your own community? Why not just use Facebook and, you know, like why? It's not reinventing the wheel because it's really you've added some new things onto this wheel. But why not just build out? Why did you feel compelled to create a whole new ecosystem? Yeah, great question. A a few reasons. First, I I generally feel... Uh, the technology that was created <clears throat> by dating apps, which is uh, the matching technology where people put certain criteria into an app and then you are matched with other people who are looking to be matched with people such as yourself. I generally think that technology is massively underappreciated. 
and you see it, you, you actually see certain large dating apps going into different verticals now. You have Bumble entering the business world with Bumble Business and Bumble Friends. And so we're doing something very similar, but we're doing it for health. Um, and so I guess the question is, why an app? So an app has your geolocation and all of the other information that you're putting in during onboarding, which we have a nine-step onboarding process where we intake um, your diagnoses and symptoms and location and treatments you've tried and practitioners you see. And that gives us the ability to um, more accurately match you with people who are going through what you've gone through. Um, and then I guess the other reasons would be um, Facebook generally is is sort of being disintermediated by sort of newer platforms that are serving kind of more specific cohorts of people. And so if you think about Facebook, it's an incredible platform, uh, but it's really an aggregation of 15 years of randomly friending people and they're all your friends. And so what we're building is basically a social network for health to discover people who are not your friends um, or that you're not connected to that you should be connected to. If that makes sense. It does. When I downloaded the, go ahead. I I would say the one other thing I want to add is um, Facebook health groups. That's probably like our, our closest competition. Um, And they're great. I'm in probably 20 different health groups. Um, the, the issue Facebook is having, and, and this is higher level is the younger audience, um, is not joining Facebook anymore. You know, they're on, we've interviewed a lot of our, of our consumers and, and, you know, especially the young ones between 18 and 30, um, they're, they're not on Facebook, they're on Snapchat and Instagram and TikTok. Um, so Facebook health groups, isn't really an option for them. And so we think the emergence of a new platform that A, is really well-branded, B, is specific to health and these conditions and already has, you know, hyperlinking and information behind every single diagnosis, symptom, and treatment. Um, and creating just a smarter user experience is, is something that needs to exist. Now, I was going to hold this question for later, but I've, since we're kind of here on the technology side of things, just going to dive right in there. Uh, security of information, privacy. Like, how do yeah. you handle that? Because it, it used to be, I don't hear this as much, but when we first got started with the podcast five years ago, people were having a really rough time with kind of being outed in the Lyme community. And then they were worried about their jobs. They were worried about the relationships. It really was kind of a, a tough position to be in. Some people didn't care. You know, they're out loud and proud, you know, just like in the in the other communities. But, you know, there's here you have basically a matching app. What, you know, how what protections are there for people? Well, well first off, security and data um, is, is of the utmost important. And so we just hired a VP of engineering who has a cybersecurity background. And that is something that we're putting a tremendous amount of emphasis on. Um, but outside of security, it sounds like you're also touching on a topic that is more about, um, people just willing to give their information and whether or not they would want that to be sort of not publicly available, but available on the app. Um, and right. I generally think and how that, much is available yeah. and right. Yep. And so I generally think that if you tried to do this five or 10 years ago, it probably w- would have been too early. In fact, I've been introduced to founders who tried to do similar things five to eight years ago and it just didn't work. But I think you've seen a large shift over the last 18 to 36 months, people becoming really vulnerable Um, about their health, about their symptoms. Uh, Three years ago, I posted something about beating roughly a five-year battle with Lyme disease on social media. And that was, I want to say, a little bit ahead of its time. Um, And now if I open Instagram or Facebook, like, you know, half of my Instagram feed is, is health talk. It's It's, you know, girls talking about leaky gut syndrome and people getting IVs and, and, I, I actually love that people are being uh, more vulnerable and 
I, I think most people are kind of sick of filtered life where everything looks perfect. Um, I just don't necessarily think Instagram is the right platform to be doing that. And you're really projecting to your, you know, call it thousand followers. Um, you, you're sort of projecting to your friends and not people who have what you have. And so it's not necessarily um, the best tool uh, to be talking about your health as far as discovering new information. And then just the nuts and bolts, somebody signs up and they create a profile and then can they, it's like swipe, swipe left, swipe right. I mean, what exactly happens in the app? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a good good question. We did not go with a swiping uh, sort of methodology here. Um, that feels way too datey. I the, the only relation this has to sort of a dating app is the fact that we are matching people um, locally who are looking to be matched. Uh, but it does not feel like a dating app. In fact, it feels more like Twitter. You are brought to a feed um, that kind of feels like it's Twitter for health. We have a trending section, a latest section, which is post by chronological order. Um, we have a my diagnosis section. So that's anyone with your diagnosis that's posting. And so that gives you the ability to find out or ask questions um, uh, and get real-time responses from people who understand these topics. Um, we also have a search section. And so you can search any symptom, treatment, diagnosis, and we just added diets. Um, so think of that as kind of like a millennial version or modern version of WebMD. Um, and then we have a matches section, which we run an algorithm and look across shared diagnoses, symptoms, and distance and match you with people locally who are going through what you're going through. Um, and then we have a whole long list, of you know, roadmap of features to build in, in 2020 and beyond, um, mm-hmm. including a symptom tracker where you'll be able to put oh, in... Good. Um, yeah, we want people to be able to correlate, you know, the supplements they're taking and, and their diet and how much sleep they're getting to their symptoms. Um, we are building a gratitude journal so you can not only, uh, write to yourself what you're grateful for, but you can then have the option to push that to a public gratitude feed that will flood people with positivity and support and hope. Uh, we think that, you know, and it, I, I think science has shown that positive thinking can really impact, have a positive impact on on your healing. Um, and we have a whole long list of other features. We want the ability to upload photos and tagging people and all these things, but I don't want to get too technical. And is there reputation management? I mean, because that's the other thing you get on Facebook is you can get a random comment about a, from a random person who has random information and thinks they're an expert and it can be totally wrong. You know, sometimes it can be very informed and very helpful, but so how do you, is there something like that built in? Is there plans for that? Yeah, we we have two community managers who are monitoring every post. Um, We also have community guidelines. Yeah, Um, we have community guidelines that you have to sort of obey. You know, you can't just come on here and say, you're all a bunch of crazies and I'm I'm gonna kill you all, you know, (laughs) that that type of thing. and then uh, as far as when it comes to user-generated content and someone making a suggestion, you know, you could make that same argument for any of the current UGC platforms, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, Nextdoor, um, you know, of someone giving some advice and maybe it's not the right advice. Um, and so I, I guess you always run that risk. In fact, the CEO of YouTube was just on 60 Minutes and and I think they asked her, how are you not reviewing every single video that that's posted? And she said, well, yeah, how can you? you? Know, we, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, she said, we, we have 5,000 videos uploaded every second. So if right. we had to review every video, this would massively hamper the amount of creativity produced on our platform. And that's just something we, we can't do. Um, and so we'll be getting smart over time. We'll be installing Logic. Um, to potentially look for proactively look for um, suspicious posting or you know any photo that maybe is uploaded that has you know maybe blood in it 
there are sort of algorithms to look for this type of stuff and we'll be implementing that in 2020 so we could get really smart on monitoring everything yeah i was thinking more in line with you know i was just out in uh, vegas and was taking uber around and after my ride it said you know rate the driver and yeah so you get a chance to you know so if somebody's leaving comments around and being helpful and you can say well you know how was how was so-and-so's advice was it worth anything or was it terrible or you know there's yeah. always you know. yeah we're, we're thinking about um introducing a thumbs up which is i think what similar to what you're saying instead of voting you just yeah exactly just up. some right some yeah. feedback loop yeah Exactly. And that way, if you are a helper or an advocate to the community and providing a lot of support and people consistently give you thumbs up, yeah, maybe your posts are seen more frequently or pushed higher in the trending section. Um, and, and you know, it's similar to Reddit where you can upvote certain topics and discussions. Um, so we'll be, these are all things we'll be implementing. We're still early in our infancy and, um, you know, this is V1. Yeah, I should say congratulations, by the way. Now, this was a labor of love and a labor of necessity, and you went through Lyme yourself. So tell us a little bit about your story, because obviously you've uh, at least gotten on top of it, if not beat it completely, to be able to pull off a project like this. Yeah, thanks for thanks for asking the question. It, you know, I, I was a pretty hardworking professional working in finance in the hedge fund industry for 13 years. I ended up becoming chronically sick in January of 2013, so just about seven years ago. Um, I woke up on a Sunday morning with a horrible case of vertigo and dizziness that didn't go away for, for weeks. I, I was literally throwing up all over my apartment. It was just a really horrible time. Um, and that started what was four years of being misdiagnosed across more than 30 practitioners, including ENTs, neurologists, otolaryngologists, optometrists, ophthalmologists, vestibular therapists, you name it, I saw them. I was told by all the ENTs that I had inner ear infections. And so I would go from ENT to ENT, they would all put me on a different antibiotic and the next ENT, my symptoms would come right back and the next ENT would say, um, oh, the last ear, nose and throat doctor put you on the wrong antibiotic. This one's more general. This one's more specific. Um, I, I sort of heard the same story over and over. And they all said, your brain and your vestibular system went through a traumatic experience and it's adjusting to the new environment and you know, you need to go do vestibular therapy and that's why you still feel uh, what's called disequilibrium, which is kind of like the feeling of being on a boat, but you're on ground. And so I, I sort of, you know, lived with these symptoms for it was two plus years. And then I started saying, well, maybe something's wrong with my brain. Maybe, maybe this isn't uh, related to my vestibular system and these inner ear infections. And so I started seeing a, a half a dozen neurologists and um, I got MRIs and CAT scans and ENGs and BNGs and, and um, they all came to the same conclusion, which was that I had vestibular migraines. And when I heard that, I was super happy. I was thrilled. I said, awesome. What, what do we do? Diagnosis. Yeah, yay, yeah. yay. I, I've got an answer. And yeah. um, I went back to the chairman of neurology at a large hospital in New York. Very impressive guy a few weeks later and I said, doctor, how does this make any sense? I never had a headache my whole life. For 29 years, I didn't take Advil. And then all of a sudden at roughly 29 years old, I have daily vestibular migraines, which result in balance loss and dizziness and vertigo and light sensitivity and memory loss and brain fog. And he said, Evan, we don't understand the root cause but you should take these SSRIs. We're not saying you're depressed. For those that don't know, SSRIs are antidepressants. Um, we're not saying you're depressed, but there's a high correlation between people who take these and their dizziness subsides. And so I, I tried them and there were a couple. It was Effexor and Topamax and I think all the usual suspects in that category. And 
Um, it was just a few weeks later where my best friend said to me, maybe you should see my acupuncturist. He fixed my knee. I was able to run the marathon and maybe he could figure out what's driving all your dizziness and symptoms. And so I started seeing this acupuncturist and uh, first thing he says to me is throw those pills in the garbage. They are masking your symptoms. You'll never understand the actual root cause of what's driving your symptoms. You'll have side effects from those pills. You'll need new pills for the side effects. You'll be on half a dozen pills soon and you'll be an annuity to the pharma companies and this is exactly what they want. And so that's what we did. We threw those pills in the garbage and a few sessions in, he actually said to me, you know, he he was very honest. He said, Evan, I can't figure you out, but I know who can. It's my mentor's mentor. He's a former brain surgeon who now practices integrative and functional medicine. And so I, I walk into his office, fancy doctor on the Upper West Side and I had a binder an inch thick with my blood work, MRIs, CAT scans, ENGs, CD-ROMs, the whole nine. And he just, he looks through, he spends about a half an hour looking through everything, four years of, of sort of labs and testing. And he just turns to me and he says, where's your Western blot? And at the time I had no idea what a Western blot was. And I said, sorry if this is a naive question, but what's a Western blot? He said, it's a test for Lyme disease. And I just looked at him and I said, no one's mentioned Lyme, let alone tested me for it. And I, I see the frustration in his face. And so long story short, um, yeah, I came back with a with several positive antibodies and, uh, and you know, a, a positive diagnosis for Lyme. And he also sent me to the head of infectious disease at NYU and, and um, you know, kind of went through a similar process with him just for a second opinion. And, uh, and basically from there, I actually tried Western medicine for a while. I I hopped on doxycycline, which is probably the most common antibiotic to take for Lyme. Um, the issue is, which I'm sure you and most of your listeners are familiar with, um, if it's acute and you were bitten recently, antibiotics are great. Um, if it's more chronic, uh, the, the bacteria sort of, which is called Borrelia burgdorferi, um, creates biofilms around itself and sort of embeds itself inside your cells. And so the antibiotics aren't always the best solution. And so I went on doxycycline for three months with marginal, little to no improvement. And I went back to him and I said, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not getting better. And he said, listen, you, you have what's called chronic Lyme. And um, Western medicine doesn't so always. Let's understand. pause there for a second. Is that yeah. is that the infectious disease guy, or is that the functional medicine? That, that actually was that that was the infectious disease doctor. He was okay. someone who really, yeah, who really sort of understood that um, if this is this is sort of chronic, uh, that just taking antibiotics isn't always the solution. And he saw how determined I was through my binder and my labs and and everything I had sort of accumulated over the last four and a half years. And he said, a lot of people find healing in their path to wellness through more natural and holistic medicine when it comes to this. And I think that's exactly what you're, you're going to do. And, and, and that's what I did. I ended up, um, I ended up discovering a Chinese herbalist in Midtown who has a whole Chinese herbal protocol for Lyme. Um, I started doing tons of acupuncture and cranial sacral therapy and changed my diet, went gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, grain-free. Um, I started doing lots of hot yoga, um, you know, started taking tons of supplements like glutathione, phosphatidylcholine, and vitamin B complex, and started drinking celery juice to help the gut, taking probiotics and prebiotics to repair the gut, and um, lo and behold, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm, really healthy today. I think I'm healthier than I was before all of this happened. Um, yeah, so that's, that's been, an awesome story. Thanks. Thanks. I, I missed a piece where, um, I had a mold situation, which really triggered. So I was actually bit when I was a child in, in my backyard in Westchester, New York. And as a, I think, you know, the bacteria can sort of lay dormant in your body. Uh, until you come into contact with a trigger, and one of the triggers is mold. I had a mold situation in my first apartment in New York when all of this started to go down, and uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of 
some of the backstory. And then the only other piece of this I'll, I'll mention that I left out was I actually met a girl, uh, and you'll understand why I'm telling you this. I met a girl on a dating app called Hinge uh, several months prior to getting diagnosed with Lyme. And we went out and I, I told her that I've been dealing with vertigo and dizziness for the last four years of my life. And we went our separate ways. And several months later, I get a text from her. Her name's Nicole. And she says, hey, I'm sorry to bother you. I just got back from Thailand and I have vertigo. I don't know who to talk to. Can you help me? And so long story short, I had just been diagnosed with Lyme. I ended up pointing that out to her and saying, hey, we have the same symptoms. It took me four years to figure this out. Maybe you should go get tested. She came back with a positive diagnosis for Lyme. And so we became Lyme wow. buddies and sort of helped get each other better. And although it wasn't anything romantic, she is now my business partner. And so back to that point about the dating app technology that we touched on earlier in this recording being underappreciated, if I had never met Nicole, um, you know, I don't know if we'd be creating WANA. I don't know. We ended up creating a community of over 100 line buddies who we were all helping each other. And so I don't know if any of this sort of would have existed. Um, and that all came through meeting someone on an app. Yeah. So, and, and that's awesome because let's just kind of quantify your experience. You said four years, 30 some docs, however many thousands of dollars. And you solved, solved, diagnosed, eh, that's strong, too strong a word, but pointed her in the right direction with a text or a phone call, whatever that was, and zero dollars. I mean, that's just you, unbelievable. You, you, you got it. She actually gave me a huge hug and said, I, I can't thank you enough. And, and we, I mean, we were each other's buddies. And, you know, I went through it up until that point by myself and all alone. And then it was so nice to actually have someone by my side. Um, and, and hence what we're building now is, is, you know, a community platform. So people don't have to do this alone ever again. I wanted to read the opening screen on your, when you log onto your app for the first time, it says being faced with health issues is challenging enough. Feeling alone and overwhelmed by what to do about it doesn't need to be part of that journey. I think that just sums it up so beautifully thank you yeah we feel uh community is good medicine and uh sometimes you just need some people who understand or who've been through what you've been through uh by your side now in terms of plans for the future and growth and is this international yet it's like where where are you on this curve of adoption yeah right now we are just in the u.s we will plan to expand internationally um, further down the road, but that brings in new compliance uh, issues such as GDPR and, and other topics that uh, we just aren't focused on right now. Um, and so growth is coming from, uh, it's been pretty organic to date, although we've done some online growth marketing on just, you know, some cute ads on, on Facebook and Instagram uh, that seem to be resonating with people. Um, but we I haven't be seen those yet. I, I need to, I need to <laughs> yeah. up my game so I get your ads. <laughs> um, we will be surely allocating a little bit more um, of a budget uh, going forward, and so and so. Hopefully, you'll start seeing them. Um, and then we've got some creative tactics uh, just outside the typical kind of Facebook, Instagram, of how to target um, these communities and where these discussions are already being had. And um, offering them what we feel is a better user experience and platform uh, than what they are currently speaking on. I love that you have human beings monitoring, you know, the the, the discussions, the threads. I don't know what to, what you're technically calling them, yeah. but that that's awesome. What's even more awesome is they both have Lyme, and. They are really part of this community and fully understand everything that people are talking about on WANA. And um, yeah, what, one's a little bit more focused on community management. The other's also focused on our media curation. So she helps curate our top books, podcasts, and YouTube videos across every topic we go into. 
Um, but together they're a, a great team and, and uh, I'm sure we'll have to expand over time as, as we get more and more users and more posting and more messaging. So how do people find out about this and get, is, is there a place to get information or should they just sign up and check it out? And if they, you know, it's not for them, yeah. they can unplug. Yeah. If, if you, what, yeah, what's if the you best way to go more, about it? Yeah. If you want to get more information and just uh, get introduced to our brand, uh, you could go to our website, which is www.joinwana.com. So J O I N W A N A.com. Uh, that will give you information. You can also download the app or text yourself the app from our website. Um, you can also go to the Apple iStore. Um, so we are only available on iOS right now. We are building Android, and that will be out in 2020. Uh, but you can go to the Apple App Store right now and type in WANA, W-A-N-A, uh, and you should you should see it. Um, and then you can also find us on Instagram. We've got a presence on Instagram and LinkedIn at JoinWANA uh, is the handle. I'll have to make sure I follow you there. Now, last thing, it's free. It is free. That is correct. So can people donate to you? How like, you, yeah, we've got a trust we're actually, fund we don't know about or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish I did. No. Um, <laughs> no, we 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 have raised uh, we have raised uh, some money from from sort of angels and uh, sophisticated early stage investors. Uh, we are actually going out now. Uh, and raising money from, we're raising our first, what's called an institutional round from venture capitalists. And we're having those conversations now. Uh, and that will be to continue to grow the team and grow our community. So for marketing. Um, and uh, yeah, the ability to monetize this down the road, there are several different paths. Uh, and whether or not the user ever ends up paying is still TBD. Uh, we're trying to figure that out, whether it's more of um, well, there's several different ways to monetize, but we're, we're trying to figure out if it's more of a freemium model, like some of our competitors, or it becomes more of an advertising play. Or um, So we're, we're figuring that out. But right now, the focus is to build a great user experience, grow the community, uh, and help a lot of people. Yeah, that's awesome. I'll be signing up uh, right at the end of this podcast. Awesome. I have I, I haven't it. got on yet, but yeah, it's like maybe I should do it right now when we're talking. <laughs> yeah, would be curious to get your thoughts so, actually of our onboarding. Well, let's go ahead and do it. So, I mean, so just basic well information here, right? That's going to take too long. I can't type it. I I tell my yeah, daughter when it, I, my, it, my 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 te my texts are like between Siri and my dad thumbs. It just it, and then if I try to talk and do it at the same time, who knows? I'll I'll sign up as I don't know Mickey Mouse or something. So I'll I'll, I'll get it's back funny. to you on that. <laughs> no this problem. is great. I I I love the initiative. There's, you know, every couple times a year, you get very creative people who've kind of coming out of Lyme and they want to put their you know what they've gone through and creatively creatively give it back to the community to help in some way you know and then all kinds of different ideas you get people who write books you get people who do music you get people who do art you get people who make apps like you uh you know uh, write books i think i said write books i'm thinking somebody else was trying to put together actually a lime dating community it's funny you should mention that because just because it's it's such a strange space to be in and you, you know you've been there and your life is run by this disease in your body and what it can and cannot do at this moment which could be different you know tomorrow or different than it was the day before so there's so much uncertainty and and even you know you found a way out of it fairly I don't want to say fairly quickly. I don't want to diminish what you went through, but like once you figured out it was Lyme and you started making these changes, like your body responded, you know, and that's yes. you know, a little bit like my story. Some people it's, it's 
one step forward, two steps back. You know, they know what's going on. They know what they want to try, but for there's some other complication, whether it's mold, whether it's heavy metal toxicity, whether it's oxalates, whether it's Ehlers-Danlos, like you talked about, or horrible gut inflammation. They just can't absorb any nutrients. It just goes on and on and on. And then you get into the mental psychiatric side of things. There's the depression and the isolation that you're talking about. It just, you know, there's just so much there. So at the beginning of the sentence, run on sentence, I did have a point and I just completely lost it. But I just just I, wanted to, I, oh, I, I just I, want to say, yeah, yeah thank think, you for your creativity. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I think you were going to say that a lot of people who face this similar battle of chronic Lyme end up creating something positive in the world. Um, and I, I just wanted to second that and say, I've seen it over and over. And I think that's because we're coming from a place where um, we weren't understood and we weren't well served. And so um, it, it, it's almost as if it, it's, it's almost as if like um, when you go through a really you know difficult experience like uh, pledging when you were maybe in college or something like that, you become really, really, really close with the people that you went through that adversity with. Um, and so I feel like that's kind of something similar with the chronic Lyme community. Uh, and then the, the want or the need to give back and almost like send the elevator back down, uh, just kind of emerges. Um, yeah. So I love that analogy. I'm going to start stealing that, send the elevator back down. That's awesome. Cause that's, that's really what there is to do. And in some way, you know, it's some people have the wherewithal, like you do the creativity, the financial background, the technical background to pull a project like this off. And it just, it's massive. I mean, to be able to do this is massive. Even if, were you doing coding yourself or were you hiring out to do that? We actually outsourced it here. Yeah. yeah so unfortunately, even, yeah. But, but even having somebody else responsible for the coding, managing a project like this is, it's massive. You know, there's that, there was that meme a few years ago, you know, there's an app for that. It makes it sound like, oh yeah, you know, we'll just get a book out of uh, Barnes and Noble and I'll throw an app together. Right. But it's not, it's not that simple. There's so much it's that goes not. into that. And just to do that. So, you know, there, there are people at that level, kind of, there's this Chinese medicine idea that the, or the actually Chinese culture, the, the more gifts you're given, the more responsibility you have to give back to the community. And you've created a platform with anybody who's had some experience because we've all been through this. We all have some, like you said, we are on a higher floor. We can send the elevator back down with what we've learned to, to help lift somebody else up. And that's, that's a beautiful thing uh, to give an opportunity to do that because uh, you know, sometimes like where we are, people are a little bit isolated geographically. There may be a Lyme support group nearby. There may not. You may not have the energy to go out and, and get supported by the local Lyme disease support group. But here's, here's something you can hold in your hand. We all have one of these devices now, and it's so important. It's a way to stay connected, to reconnect, to get some help. And, and to do so in, in a, I think, a safer way. I mean, Facebook can be, there's some crazy people on Facebook. And, you know, the communities can, can be toxic and poison. And here's a little, it's a safer space. And to create, like you said, your, you had your 100 buddies. You know, that's a lot. But it'd be great to have a handful of people that you meet and you get the relationship with and that you can gather around you with the technology and not have to go to these you know, giant marketplaces where everybody, you know, quote unquote, can can be there. And I know, you know, they're private Facebook groups and all that, but still there's, there's, you know, thousands of people in these groups. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just mention one kind of testimony from, from a WANA user who I met up in real life with recently, an old, older gentleman who said, thank you so much. And I said, what's up? And he said, I just want to let you know, that almost all of my friends that I speak to on a daily basis now are, are from WANA. And I said, wow, that's, that's amazing. What do you mean? And he, and he started listing, he, he listed about seven people that he now talks to on a daily basis and that he, that he met through this, through this community. And I, I just thought that was, that was pretty amazing. I mean, we're, we're only two months in and we already have connections being made like that. That's, and you know, added, adding value to someone's life like that. That's, um, it was a nice little indication. Yeah, it's awesome. And 
Uh, let's let's we've talked about it through Lyme disease. So you can access the community through a diagnosis. You can do it through symptoms. So if you don't know what's going on, but you said, wow, you know, I've got these weird symptoms. You've got a list of, what was it, like 45 different symptoms? Yeah, we're actually at over 100 symptoms. Uh, we're oh, at okay. about wow. 40. Yeah, it's, a, it's roughly 40 diagnoses, over 100 symptoms, over 100 treatments. We have an entire content team uh, that is headed up by the former editor-in-chief of Everyday Health, um, and they are, her and her team are pumping out 75 new topics every quarter. And what was, what's really cool is we just solidified our, our wave three, uh, for topics for the next wave. And we actually used all community suggestions. So originally we were going off of our gut and what do we think? You know, we performed a lot of market research, which condition, conditions we should be in, and then which symptoms apply to those conditions, and then which treatments apply to those symptoms. And now we're actually just going off user suggestions. So when we just huddled up two weeks ago to, to, to finalize the 75 topics, we had over 1,200 community suggestions of new topics to wow. go to. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been really cool to, to, to just see that response, and, that, and now we can sort of pivot and make adjustments accordingly to better serve the community uh, going forward. Now, we mentioned symptoms, diagnosis, and the third category is treatment. And I think that's treatment. also so awesome. So if you want to connect with somebody who's been using acupuncture, shameless plug here for myself, or, I don't know, Rife machine, or, you, you know, the ozone treatments or whatever, you can, you can click into there. And it, it's a little more, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, as you said, you can click in. So we have technology where if someone writes about any topic we have in our database, um, it automatically hyperlinks. You don't have to hashtag it. You don't have to at sign it. So similar to a Rife machine, if you say um, you just bought an amp coil and you want to talk to other people who use an amp coil, um, amp coil will hyperlink and you will be brought into, when you click into that, more information that's written up by our copywriters. We then curate top books, podcasts, and YouTube videos related to that topic. We then show you people who have or use an AMP coil, so you can go and directly connect with these people. We then show you posts, any post where AMP coil is mentioned. And so that gives you the ability to really do um, pretty in-depth research on very specific topics, as you just mentioned, acupuncture, rife machines, um, certain supplements, herbs. Um, and so I think we're providing a user experience that is more actionable, that allows users to quickly curate and source information uh, better than the existing platforms. Yeah, it's just, it's just incredible. I can't wait to dive in myself. Evan, you've been... Yeah, soon, soon. <laughs> I do, I do. I, we're, we're, we're recording this on Christmas Eve. I've got to go to a family party. So if it gets too bad, maybe I'll just hide in a corner and go ahead and uh, do the onboarding process. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So oh, thank you so much for your time, for what you've done. I'm so excited about this technology. You know, I hope, I hope it really catches on. I hope you know, it, it, it creates this amazing space and, and millions of people jump onto it. And I hope, you know, somebody comes in and buys you out and you can enjoy uh, all the hard work you've done and get rewarded for it. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. I don't know if I mentioned earlier, but I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I listen to basically every, every episode. So uh, it's an honor to be here and, and thanks for having me. You touched on this likely, but I'd like to emphasize it again. You know, when we first started out five years ago, people were getting harassed and their jobs were in danger for, you know, daring to speak out about being sick and, and, you know, being sick with Lyme specifically. So the fact that this site can be created and the community doesn't have to worry about being harassed like they were back in the day um, 
it's just, it's really great. And it just goes to show how far things have, have come. come. It, it really is. It reminds me of being here on the farm. We have some photos from when we first got here. And this place was a wreck. There, we had abandoned cars on the property. No, seriously. Oh, my gosh. An old, like a 1920 uh, pickup truck that was rusted. It was no good. It still had a block engine in it. Maybe if somebody really loved cars, they could pull that out and and refurbish uh, the engine and get it going again. And the back of the pickup truck was filled with dirty diapers. I mean, it was really. It was bad. Right? And you put all that stuff out of your mind. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like, you don't want to think about that anymore. And really where we were with Lyme disease, it was so ugly. And it's still not great. It's not going to win any beauty contests, but it's not the dangerous place it used to be. It's more and more acceptable. You know, we've got celebrities coming out and declaring their Lyme disease. It seems almost like on a daily basis, a new celebrity says, I've got Lyme too. And that can only help. So. Thank you all for being in the community for so long, keeping positive, getting the word out. It's spreading. The doctors will be the last to know, but keep on. Eventually, they'll give in to and figure it out. I promise. Do you have feedback, suggestions for guests? Really anything. Send an email to feedback at limeninjaradio.com. If you're still listening, you're either a glutton for punishment or you really like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio. Either way, hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. And if you really like what we're doing, do us a favor and scroll to the bottom of your podcast app and leave us a review. Like TBD Warrior did. Yes. Thank you, TBD Warrior. And it's time for a new review. So enter the annals of heroes. Scroll down to the bottom of your <laughs> iPhone your Samsung Galaxy, whatever you got in your hands right now listening, press that five star and then leave us a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. And if you really, really like what we're doing, head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com and consider sponsoring us for as little as a buck a month. Just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com and click on that sponsor link. And last, as you longtime Lime Ninjas know, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with the Lime Ninja fact of the day. Did you know ninjas don't use umbrellas? They dodge the raindrops. Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.